My version of their arpeggios. Prepare yourself for martyrdom. What form shall it take? Decapitation and hit the theme music. All right. Best opening yet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we rehearsed it. We, we we actually rehearsed that one, to be Daniel honest Daniel and you. I went to the stage. We had rehearsals for a week. Mm-hmm. We had tech. We yes. had final rehearsals. I had an understudy. Yeah. John Hamm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a fool. What a f- that fucking hassle. Yeah, Daniel <laughs> was never going to fall ill. I'm not going to fall ill. My yeah. health is perfect. Yeah, but our managing producer, um, Jeff, insisted we hire John. Jeff Nichols? Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Jeff. Shut up, Jeff. Get out of here. We're the artistic geniuses here. You're over there doing um Sudoku. Sudoku. Which one's Jeff Nichols? Is that the legendary director or is that the one who did In no, Time? He, he's the one who did uh no, Jeff didn't he do uh um that one of Sorry Michael Shannon? You mean Midnight Special? No. I was gonna say because if you're talking about that guy, he did all of his movies have Michael Shannon. No, the one where like he's like all paranoid and like builds the bomb shelter. Yeah, take shelter. Take that's shelter. Guy, that's the same guy who did a uh, uh, midnight shelter, midnight special. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. All those movies are Michael Shannon. Yeah. Who did it? Welcome time? to the Michael Shannon podcast. Yeah, the Shancast. <laughs> I could actually look that up. Hold on. This the is more, before pod. This is very fucking important. This is this is the the part of the show. We'll introduce ourselves in the show in a moment. Yeah. But we very explicitly talk about Nichols. There we go. Uh, certain special. filmmakers. Who is that filmmaker? Jeff, Ni- oh Jeff, Ni- okay, that is Jeff Nichols. Jeff Nichols is the director of Take Shelter, Mud Loving, and uh, Midnight Special. Wow. Yeah, all of his movies have uh, Michael Shannon. I mean, if you could get Michael Shannon in all of your movies, would you not use Michael Shannon in all of your movies? Uh, there's a really funny anecdote um, in the uh, Directors Guild podcast. He, mm, I forgot who he's talking to, but uh, someone was like, "So yeah, you've you've worked with Michael Shannon a bunch of times." And the other person's like, "Yeah, yeah." It's like. Does he like you? <laughs> and, and the other person's like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. He's a, he's an interesting person. Anyway. So welcome, dear listener readers, to Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by books. Here, the conversation's always on radio. Yeah, it's always on Top Gallant Radio. It's always on Top Gallant, Gallant <laughs> Radio. Was that supposed to be a thing that, uh, that we didn't connect on? Yeah, <laughs> okay. maybe. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a books reading. Yeah, We are a real Let's, fucking literature show. We are. We do. We talk about literary things. This is the only uh, episode we've done in how many episodes that like we've actually been pretty scattershot. Are we the only explicit book club podcast on iTunes? We're the only fucking book club podcast. We're only fucking explicit. On on uh, on the podcast Because sh- you guys are things. all mature listeners, I trust. You know, you all could... fucking mature. Yeah, we're we're like we're like the Howard Stern to overdo's NPR. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Daniel, we, get on the scene. We get on we get on naked women and just be on radio. Yeah. And we 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 fight with producers. Totally. And we get we get we get Donald Trump to talk about how hot his daughter is. <sighs> Welcome show. Welcome show. <laughs> All right, that's the end. That's the end of the show, everybody. That's the end of this run. That's it's the, been great. It's been great. It's been. Listen, we had a lot of things. This is our final episode. Actually, our final episode might be a clip show, which is we're going to go through all 141 episodes. Really? We're that close to 150? And pick our top two favorite moments. Yes. And then just ignore the rest. Mine was welcome to show. Gabriel, mm-hmm. who are you? <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a writer. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a podcast producer. And if you show up at the right party at the right time with the right amount of money, you'll mm. see me tending the bar. Daniel, co-host, who are you? Uh, I am Jeff Nichols. Hello, Jeff Nichols. Director of Loving Michael, uh, Michael Splannon. Loving Michael Splannon. Midnight Spanish? Specials, uh, Mud, Take Shelter, and also I've been trying to remake Alien Nation for five fucking years. 
Okay. Yeah, that's what he's been doing. Hmm. No, I'm Daniel Gonzalez, an audio producer, editor, writer, and an author. Of note. Of note. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's the the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you guys next time. No. All right. In cold blood. Yeah. No. So yeah. No. Well, this is a show. All right. So this is one of those things. I think originally we were supposed to be doing um uh in cold blood for this episode, but we decided to push that back another week. Yeah. Uh, I just came back from vacation. Um, and a peek behind the curtain. It's actually been like two weeks, roughly, since we've recorded. Theoretically. Um, like it's been roughly about as long. So I, you know, we're just we're shaking off the cobwebs in case mm-hmm. you couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, because uh, we usually are super fucking strict. Yeah, we're razor we're sharp, regimented. We are on topic. Uh, yeah, on topic all the time compared we are to focused. now. Focused. Yeah, I know. But uh, a lot of things have happened since then. Have they? No. <laughs> uh, I was on. Uh, we we had both done guest spots on the Whip Around podcast. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I had just uh, come back, and I think the last week my episode, uh, which was the latter one to air, finally aired. Yeah, I finally listened to it all the way. That was a very sloppy episode of the Whip Around, but one of the funniest ones I've heard. Not my fault either. <laughs> I don't know about that. I I was I was trying to I was actually surprised at how kind of off the rails it went. Yeah, I especially think, uh, during the game. Daniel, you bring that to like to a podcast. Podcast. Yeah, no, I'm glad you're an agent of chaos. I'm, I, I'm glad. Yeah, that's why I always, I always walk into it like when I'm a guest spot on someone else's show. I immediately declare I am the Joker of this. Yes, oh I God. Am, wait, no, I am the clown prince of podcasting. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we used to have a show. Yeah. Um, it was a movie club podcast. Yes. Usually, um, uh, Ryan and I would be very on point. Daniel would come on the show immediately off the rails. Immediately off the rails, and I think I do believe I called myself the, you the call clown prince the of the Joker of the group. The clown. It was clown prince. It was clown. And, it, and the reaction I got from both you and Ryan were Ugh. genuine revulsion. Yeah, it was great. Utter revulsion. It was great. It was great. Um, I'll do it again. Yes. Uh, one of these, the next uh, Mike Miner podcast. I'll 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 fuck it up. Anyway, <laughs> also more on that during the uh, uh, what do you call it? The things at the end, the plugs and everything. Yes. I, I, have, I have some. I, I just a follow up of a conversation that we all had in this. Uh, especially Sean and and Doctor Phil. If hi Sean. Hi Phil. If y'all's listening, yeah, skip to that end part. We're, 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 we uh, continue talking about a certain thing. It's a really fun anecdote. I'm going to save it for sure. the end. Um, that said, yes. Gabe, we have a, a, what do you call it, a short story. A novella. A nove- uh, n- novelette, if a you novelette. actually if you want to be one of those people. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's like it feels like more like a novella or a sh- piece of short fiction, mm-hmm. let's call it. We're doing uh, a brand new sub-series. We're going to cover every single story in the collection, The Bloody Chamber, by Angela Carter. Carter? Yeah, yeah, Carter. Angela Carter, <laughs> and we're all, we're calling it either Chambermaids or Get Carters. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Can we? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Oh fuck! God damn it! What's the Wu Tang Wu Tang Clan album? I would not know. Oh, you don't um, know. Enter Wu-Tang the Thirty Six Chamber. Yeah, enter enter the Angela Angela Ch- Carter Chambers. Enter the Thirty Six Chamber Chambers. of Angela Carter. Something like that. It needs to okay. be something. I'll 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 look it up again. I I forget. I sh- I'm Sterling. I'm the one who should know the Wu Tang Clan stuff. Yeah. Why would you look at me for that? Um. But yeah. So like. Yeah. We're we're basically yeah. We're going through the Bloody Chamber. The nineteen. Oh, I forgot it. Shit. I wrote it down. Yeah. Too. You did all the research. I did research. Uh. The nineteen sixty nine. Seventy nine. I'm sorry. Nineteen seventy nine. The Bloody Chamber. Um. Writ, uh, uh. Written and published by. Pff, that's a. What am I? Oh, God damn Are you it. sure your cup isn't full of scotch? Uh, it's I full think, of scotch. I think uh, I've dosed myself with LSD. You must have. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Let me just start. Okay, so let, me ju- let me just start at the top. So right away, at the top of my notes, I wrote Angela Cart. <laughs> <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Great start. Go to Also, Cart. this is how I, sp- I spread. Angela Carter is dead. 
I didn't uh, know that. She died very, uh, not very young, but she died actually in 1992 at the age of 51 due to That's lung cancer. very young. I did, yeah, I didn't. Gabriel, are you at all familiar with Angela Carter at not all? Not even a little bit. I bought a copy of this very book, The Bloody Chamber, maybe a few years ago at the old bookstore I used to work at. And I, you know, it was another one of those books that just stayed on my bedside pile for years. Yeah. I mean, we're reading your copy. The, the same thing for me. Like, I, I bought a co- I remember hearing about this, like, years and years and years ago, because just hearing ba- basically being like, oh, they're, um, how many call, like, not to get too far ahead, but, like, essentially you th- refer to them as, like, revisionist fairy tale stories. Yeah, or like, different interpretations. Diff- yeah, different interpretations. There's a really specific note I'll read in a moment. But, yes. um but yeah, like, and it, it like, you'd be super interested, but like, I, I got a copy similar to this and similar to what you said, I got a copy and I haven't read a story. I didn't even open it now. once. I just knew yeah. I'd be interested. I, I did, but I'll, I'll get to that when we actually talk about it. So, uh, <gasps> I also, not now. but I also didn't really know about Angela Carter right now. I just want to learn, let's learn a little bit about Angela Carter. Also right? as AC Slayer. AC Slayer. Uh, uh, she is English. Oh. Yeah, uh, hence all the centers, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the what? The centers. She spells center with like the oh, R E instead the of E R. Centres, mm-hmm. as as the British like to call it. I guess. Um, she is a novelist, a short story writer, journalist, children's literature writer, and poet. Children's literature. Yes, she she published. A, she did a lot of things. Was this book um, for kids? Yes, this actually is a book for kids. In case you couldn't tell. Yes. Uh, but no, no, she she wrote uh, kids kids books. Uh, she also did like radio. She did screenplays and everything. Yeah. Um, her works tend to focus on the picaresque fairy tales, magical realism, and feminism. Mm. Uh, interesting enough for people who actually really want to get uh study like the the craft and whatnot. Um, some of her works, especially her later works, were described as post-feminism. Interesting. Which is. Uh, both somewhat related to second and third generation yeah, feminism. Third wave, yeah, I'm like, what's the difference between post generation feminism and second and third wave feminism? As well as anti feminism, it, it's really like it's like it's a reaction to the original kind of form of feminism. All right, making it kind of like postmodern and kind of like taking things and throwing it away, and also kind of filling in things that like would the first generation would have rejected. Sure. So like it's it's very interesting, um, and you can see honestly, you can actually see some of it in this a little bit, from what I understand. But I can, that makes sense. I also don't know. I haven't studied feminism and I don't really know the the trappings of the if, generation. If I recall moment. the generational line is first generation feminism is like like Betty for Dan. Um mm. that's um uh that's Famous like, serial killer. Yes, that's okay. that's pioneering um <laughs> feminism. Uh-huh. And then I think second generation feminism is I so either second or third. One of them is defined by Dolly Parton. Because um one Hell of yeah. them yeah <laughs> because one of them is all about like like taking back like a uh, like your place and the other one is I choose to be I'm I am a sexual object because I choose to be and it amuses me all right yeah that's that's like second or third right? I think it's a, a second or third I'm sorry everyone out there yeah <laughs> I am I am sorry in general yes just in general <laughs> yes, just in yes. general I am sorry yeah like my, my collar got really hot for a second nah. I'm like in generally speaking for all men we're trash uh so moving on um, in the great words of Katie Ann Kometz kill all men she and. Angela Carter is best known for The Bloody Chamber and Nights at the Circus, um, which is like the one novel she wrote in all of the 80s. Uh, the Times ranked Carter in their 50 greatest British writers since 1945. Who's number one? Uh, in 2008. Number one greatest British author? Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie. No, I don't know. Um, I was actually going to make a joke, but nothing came to mind. Uh-huh. I was going to say an American. Okay. Um, <laughs> Who would have been fun? I want to say Daniel Steele. Okay. But Daniel Steele could be British. I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. Uh, she was awarded the Somerset Mom. Mom? W. Mom. Somerset Mom. 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 Uh, award. God, that name throws me off It's like time. John. Yeah, I don't get it, though. It's not spelled like that. Yeah. It's like what spelled, is it? It's spelled Maham. <laughs> is that like Welsh or something? Is that Welsh? Couldn't tell you. I have no idea what Welsh is. Welsh, mm-hmm. Welsh is that thing that 
whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I believe I read the Razor's Edge. It was many years ago. She, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she was awarded it in 1969 and used the money to leave her first husband and also traveled to Japan and then like continued to travel throughout Asia, Europe, and the U.S. That's a boss. Those were like her like kind of formative years where she kind of like defined like the message that she was trying to like say and like the the theme of her work. Is it kill all men? Basically, um, in 1979, Carter published the Bloody Chamber and the feminist essay, the Sadean. It's like the uh, Marquis de Sade, Sadean women and Sadian, Sadian, possibly, and the ideology of uh, pornography. The essay's themes appear throughout uh, the Bloody Chamber. Um, You caught a small taste of that, but it's basically just taking those themes and just making an essay out of it. Cool. Um, Focusing on the literature of the Marquis de Sade, Carter's underlining thesis that uh, de Sade was the first writer to view women as something more than just breeding machines aka their biology so she like is basically saying that like oh i have this great appreciation because he had this whole thing in contrast to another writer um who who she was like she's like decide his filth and uh carter had was like no he saw women as i don't know fucking decide who reads him uh no <laughs> lunatics yeah i've never even tried lunatics and scholars i've always meant to Oh yeah, I don't know. actually. Nah, I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, she adapted two of her own stories for film in the eighties. Most most interesting uh, is 1984's The Company of Wolves, which was directed by Neil Jordan. It was actually his second movie. Oh, uh, Neil Jordan directed, I believe, The Crying Game, Interview with a Vampire, and I'm forgetting what the other big one was. Um, the film is based on the werewolf stories found in the Bloody Chamber. Gasp. Uh, speaking of the Bloody Chamber, so <gasps> this is Ten Tales, two original to the. Particular collection. Okay. Uh, several were revised for it. In fact, the tit- the titular story, of the Bloody Chamber, is uh, an original story for this. Cool. As well as the third story, which I'll find in a moment. Cool. Uh, the stories draw from popular fables and other sources, uh, like The Witcher. Specifically, <laughs> yeah. This actually, uh, she gets Carter gets most of her best stuff from Sep- Sepkowski. <laughs> sure, I believe that. Uh, actually, if it was vice versa, I would be. I'd completely believe that. It's. I, I, you can imagine that Sapkowski at some point read has read the shit out of yeah. this. Um, well, specifically, uh, let me actually get into it real quick. Um, so yeah, clearly, like this is based on popular literature, sir, literature, uh, lit, lit, uh, uh, especially the writings of uh, Charles uh, Perrault. Uh, Perrault laid the foundations that for it, what's that? Perrault. Yeah, I Perrault? looked it up. It's like Perrault. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to pronounce it more French, but I'm kind of giving like the Americanization of it. Sure. Um, Perrault, uh, basically, like, uh, he he basically he published a book, which is called the Histories or Tales from Past Times with Morals, aka Histoire. Uh, I forget. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I, I really <laughs> have a problem talking right now. Yeah. I, I don't know if you can tell. I can tell. And I had a French title that's long that I was gonna try and pronounce that I usually can pronounce. Right now, I'm not even gonna bother. Okay. Uh, AKA Mother Goose Tales. Mm. Um, the base of the book precedes Brothers Grimm by a hundred years. Okay. Uh, Where's Hans Christian Andersen and all this? I fucking know. Who cares? Who gives a shit about Actually, Hans? No idea. I keep thinking Grimm is Grimm's brothers are older. I do um, not know. But they're not. Like this dude died in like the early 1700s or something like that. No, Perrault. 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 Uh, the uh, his stories, however, feature a more Catholic bend to his tales. Uh, mm. uh, uh, they they favored nobility to peasantry. You know, basically, it was very like elitist. Um, because it was like battle angel elitist. Yeah, exactly. It was it was super like it was super chic to have like a copy of this book. Like if you're like a rich dude, 
and or or do that. Sure. Like, like, you know, like your governess to be reading this to your children. Yeah, it was the it was the Ulysses of the nobility. Okay. <laughs> um uh and also um here one second. I Are these stories not for children on, on Perros? These these were for children, but they're also very fashionable. Okay. Uh, I think Grimm and Anderson were more for children. Okay. This was more like for cool intellectuals, you okay. know, uh, and often feature women undergoing repentance before reintegration into society. Like Bruno Bettelbaum, Bettelheim's uh, uses of enchantment. What? Don't worry about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, the book is supposed to be more like a this one in particular, Bloody Chamber, not the uh, Perot one. Okay. This book is supposed to be more like a novel in stories than it is a short story collection. I see. Um, uh, something because we've only read the first story in this. Um, interesting, like certain stories, like for example, there are several stories that are based on Little Red Riding Hood. My God, there's like two that are like, and the idea is that the characters are supposed to kind of like bleed into one another, mm. and they kind of like forget who you're talking about. It kind of feels just like one kind of continuous story. Okay, a little bit. Maybe we'll play around when we return to this in, in the future. Okay. Um, here, Atwood. Atwood has this very interesting description of the prose. Margie? Uh, Mar- old Margie Atwood mm-hmm. um, describes the prose as, <clears throat> not for her, Hemingway's clean, well-lighted place, or Orwell's clear prose like a pane of gla- uh, glass. She prefers instead a dirty, badly lit place with gnawed bones in the corner and dusty mirrors you'd best not consult. Love it. Um, these stories uh, also explicitly take place in the first half of the 20th century. Mm. Uh, as we've noticed in this one, there's yes. like transatlantic phone. Like some yeah. guy picks up a phone and calls New York. You know? Yeah, her father died in one of the world wars, presumably World War One. Yeah, and it is pretty much like a lot of the other stories like have like this kind of interesting, not like yeah, like modern kind of like, like setting, you know, which mm-hmm. is interesting for fairy tales. Sure. Um, uh, Carter said about this book, and it's very interesting. I'm almost at the end here, I, I promise. That's fine. Uh, my intention was not to do versions, or as the American edition of the book said horribly, adult fairy tales. Crass. But to extract the latent content from the traditional stories. Mm. Uh, based on this particular story, the Bloody Chamber, the titular story, was based on the fairy tale Bluebeard. Oh, Bluebeard! Yeah. Are you familiar with Bluebeard? I am. Okay. You know, I'm, I was a big reader of uh, fairy tales as a child. Okay, I, I I don't I I think I mean I I read I was read also fairy tales as a kid as uh, I don't I didn't really know anything about Bluebeard this this whole story was just like I, I've never heard of any of this stuff. Um, do you know the basic story of Bluebeard? No, it's exactly the same. Not thing. before this, I mean. Yeah, no, I'm a, a wealthy nobleman. He goes to a uh, he like he like goes to like a peasant town. Mm-hmm. He meets a family and then he plucks the youngest prettiest daughter up and marries her. Um, she discovers the whole key thing that's there. She, um, like she gets lavished of all these gifts, uh-huh. and then he's like, "Don't go into the one room." She goes to the room with the key, and there's all like seven of like his like mutilated corpse wives yeah, there. Yeah, the previous wives. Yeah. Yeah, and <clears> then <throat> the key falls in the blood and tainted. And then when the bluebeard catches her, her sisters and her mom, I, I mean, it must be her it, sisters, it, come and kill him. I think it was like like her his her, her brothers or something like that. Like it, it was oh. like men coming to to. Uh, How was her sisters? I, I think, it could be it I could think, be like her sister's husbands or something. It was also like it was like a group thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but <laughs> it was a team the, attack. But in the story it's actually it's very much changed. But uh Bluebeard, the story invented the term Bluebeard and Bluebearding, which is basically men kind of marrying wife after wife and murdering them. Yeah. Uh, that term, that thing that happens all the time. Yes, this thing that happens all the time. Uh, well, AKA, you know, what's his face? The Jinx uh, is a blue beard, I guess. Oh yeah, uh, I've about that guy in a while. Variations of Fred the, Durst. F- uh, variations of the story Robert have been Durst. have been d- done or written by uh, Charles Dickens, Beatrix Potter, Margaret Atwood, John Updike, 
the Brothers Grimm, Joris Carol Oates, and Kurt Vonnegut Jr. Oh yeah, he has a movie. It's a book called Bluebeard, does he not? Yes, which is, I believe, from what I read uh, briefly about it, is that it's about a painter who basically like has like a private room, a private room where he works, where he like. Uh, specifically, almost knocked over my glass here. Uh-huh. Um, who basically tells like his wife like he's not allowed to, she's not allowed to go in that room or something like that. I don't know. Okay, I'm sure it's not like explicitly the fairy tale. It just has like you know, cool themes. So Gabriel, yeah. So yeah, uh, you basically th- this is the part of the show where usually we go over what happens in the book. Uh huh. You roughly said it, but let's explicitly talk about what happens in this story. Okay. The bloody chamber. By Angela, Angela Carter. Carter. I almost said Mar- Margaret Atwood. Um, <laughs> Gabriel, what happens in the story? So it's very similar to the original, um, but then the language is 100% different. Mm-hmm. Um, a young woman who is not named, I believe, um, and who is like living in poverty of her mother, she is plucked out by a wealthy nobleman, a, uh, a marquis, mm-hmm. who like lavishes her with gifts, and then marries her. And then when he takes her to her palace, to their palace, um, she has a nice, fun piano-playing life until she discovers um, the, the keys. Oh, she, they're still only there for like three days. But yeah, the whole thing I feel like only takes place over like three nights. Yeah, I think so. Like um, yeah, so uh, they do it. And um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's putting it very lightly. They, yeah, they do it. Um, yeah. Then they, and, then they then they make whoopee. Then they make whoopee. Uh, and then Oma he goes away for business. Um, tells her to indulge any desire she wants in the castle, except for the one room at the West Wing. Very explicitly um, dangles that in front of her face, being like, yeah, no "I got all these keys. Whatever you do, do not use this key. Don't go there. It goes to a hallway in a scary place it's behind my man a room. Yeah. Listen, you don't want to go in there, okay? Wink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had, he had famously married like these exquisite women, like a like a countess, an actress, mm-hmm. and, like a painter or a model. And uh, naturally, the protagonist enters the room, um, discovers like a torture chamber, like an Iron Maiden, and all the other badness." Um, she had called her mother prior. Her mother, who was a subtle badass, subtle secret badass. Yeah, se- secret secret badass. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like that. I, I, I yeah, yeah. Sorry. I really like how that tied back in. And then um, uh, she, uh, the Bluebeard catches her. Mm-hmm. The Marquis catches her. Um, and with the help of the the blind piano tuner, um, the her execution is delayed long enough for her mom to show up, show up and um shoot up. Oh, old man. Bluebeard. I was going to say, like, Blow his you, fucking you, brains out. you went all of a sudden super fucking British. You said shoe. <laughs> <laughs> shoe up. Okay. Yeah. And that's it. The, the, the telling of the story is not in the details. It's in the language. I, well, and the details. And the details. Yeah. I, I was going to say, because I- I mean, not the story. Not the story points. Yeah. Um, because, again, it is a very- Clearly, from what you how you describe the original Bluebeard story is, is is it's very it's different in this story than in very interesting ways, um, because again, this is entirely told from the uh, the perspective of the young woman who's only seventeen. Yes. Uh, when she gets engaged to a much, if you know what I mean to a much older man, huh? <laughs> she was just seventeen. Yeah. What is that song? That's, I saw her standing there by the Beatles. What album is that from? Um, please please me. Is that an album? Yeah. Yeah. I think this made me re- realize I know nothing about the Beatles, like That's especially fine. like before Mag- uh, Sgt. Pepper's. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> uh, it is it, it, all right. So yeah, no, like it, it, it's very interesting. Like it's it's thematic. It's it's super um, 
atmospheric. Yeah, uh, it's, it's written in a very gothic style, but then it's yes. very modern gothic. There's a lot of focus on like it, the the language is beautiful. The descriptions are strange. Like I'm, I, I said to you earlier today, um, I have a pretty good vocabulary, mm-hmm. but I had to look up a lot of the words in this one. Like yeah. like like thonic. That's the one that definitely caught me. It, like, which uh, looks like cathonic. Yeah, like, like Cthulhu's a Cthulhu, tonic. Cathonic. Yeah, it's thonic. Yeah, and uh, it's it, the language is it's, it's like beautiful. A, it's like a headphones brands developed by yeah. uh, uh, Cthulhu. Yeah, the descriptions <laughs> are amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like 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 the language is absolutely intoxicating. Yeah, like what she describes, what she chooses to like it's it's a slow build and burn, and I think it's it's gorgeous writing. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's super. It's super luxurious. It takes its time. It like. It's not about necessarily things happening. It's like it's like the feeling of them. It's the richness of it. It delves into like like pulpy erotica even yeah. in like a bunch of moments. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a horror story as well, like gothic horror as well as all these other things and whatnot. So yeah, no, it's it's super fascinating. Uh, getting into it, I'm I'm just trying to think about like where to start talking about this. It's um, oh, it's a lot that it's <clears throat> neither you nor I are literature professors, but like. It's a lot to discuss of how she puts everything, mm-hmm. like exactly the details, like you said earlier. That there's it's it's numerous. It's a it's a thick and like heavily worded novel, like novella. Yeah. Uh, let me actually uh, novelette. Novelette. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No, uh, that's actually a good point. So, like uh, as I start, I uh, said earlier, um, I did actually casually pick this up and I, yeah. I we were let's talk- start there like how did you like it yeah we're, we're talking about this uh, uh, a, a, a little bit to, a little bit earlier today no I see like a fruit fly flying around Ooh. trying to fucking catch it I know they're awful seriously God. I don't know why I've been seeing them like often lately uh oh Daniel's become Beelzebub that's it okay that's it um, so like yeah I remember at some point uh, I picked up this book and I was just thinking like you know I need something to read I mean I'm gonna pick this up uh, and look, we all have like looking and feeling a book kind of tells you something about it. King said it very interestingly in on writing mm-hmm. where it's like if you pick up a book. So if you see something that's a small book, you assume you assume whether it is or isn't, you assume that something that's going to be like relatively light. Yes. Um, and sure enough, like I picked this up to like casually read it. And I found out that you couldn't necessarily casually read it just because no, it didn't. you have to it is, focus. It is very gothic. It is very rich. It is very, and it takes its time. It's not again. It's not a thing. It's not a story about things happening. It's mm-hmm. about like you know, like themes and and and, and yet it also doesn't bog you down with like needless description. It's very it's very poetic. I feel that it's very it, it, it approaches a description like abstractly mm-hmm. and very lyrically, which I find really neat. Yeah, it's uh, but basically like that first time, I think I I, I think I made it like. 10 pages in and I was just like ah this isn't easy I'm gonna play video put games. it down I'm gonna play Call of Duty I read something but yeah um but uh, that said, also like the fact that it's only like roughly like thirty pages long, but like the pages is also very tightly packed. Yeah, tightly wh- packed small print. Which is again like kind of like where the like, the the novella kind of thing comes in, where essentially it is that. I mean, it's actually it's much longer than it physically appears. Yeah. Um. So which is, so that's something else. But that said, uh, yeah, no, I'm finally glad. Uh, I'm glad to have finally gotten through the story. And yeah, no, I, I, I'm super into it. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Um. This thing is great. Uh. And I want to read. more more stories from this like I, I would love to like I, this is a book that i would love to hear performed like aloud like like not even like an audiobook just someone like performing these words i wonder who it's does great. the audiobook for this that, good question yeah. like honestly hey audible get on that get a get like a cool celebrity to do it audible give us free things give us the things that i need from you I, I want sure i'd pay for that i want free stuff no i want it free no 
Um, but yeah, Gabe, you liked it uh, a, a lot, huh? Oh uh, yeah, I I loved it. Like I'm, it's it's wonderful. Like like this is what you, this is what you want out of like gothic British writing. Like yeah. like they like I know you haven't read Jane Eyre. You know I love Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. Like uh, imagine like this kind of thing, but then stripped of like the the mo- like modernity, the, mm-hmm. like like the actual feminism. Yeah, it actually takes and, place in like, the nineteenth century. And the. Uh, the the sexuality of it like this this story like like drips like like the fear the fear and the reality of sex uh-huh. it's it's really I don't know it's it's so engrossing yeah you're you're what's going on no um I, I was looking at the uh, how this is listed on uh, iBooks uh, for the the I don't know, who iBooks. Oh. This this book, um, and whatnot. But uh, read by Richard Armitage, I'm assuming does the intro, and then Amelia Fox. Uh, however, to buy it is forty four dollars. What? I know. That's what I'm throwing. Okay, I'm yeah, throwing check Audible. Right, that's distracting. I can't fucking think while anyway while being confused by that. Mm-hmm. But no, that's a fantastic point. Um, yeah, that said, like it's kind of. I, it's, it's a hard thing to talk too about much now. to say about yeah. it that and I feel I feel like I would really like to have like a like a woman in the room mm-hmm. to discuss this with to bounce these ideas off because uh-huh. we're two dudes we're not we're not qualified I think to talk about like the perspective that we understand it we appreciate it but mm. I'd be much more interested in hearing the thoughts of a like well-read like like female uh yeah but i mean Woman. even if you're not a female i mean this is a this is i hate saying f- female yeah no like female that. is not um, the right term yeah no, no, a descriptor no. not a noun yeah no uh, so like no i like you don't need that necessarily the female perspective one i enjoyed this very much on its own oh, like it is a super yeah it's no, it, fun it is it is fun it has and sure enough like as i said during the research that uh it has like she writes like picaresques yeah and it has that kind of like swash obviously it does it has that swashbuckling tone yeah. to it in certain points the, like that paragraph uh, about like the before like the epilogue about mm-hmm. what her mother does like it's just like a perfect little like may I, may I read it yeah go ahead reach for it yeah like that we've reached the climax at this mm-hmm. point it's such a beautiful like fairy tale already yeah it is literally yeah. like like the the main character girl is basically like has her head on like the, the, chopping, the, block. the chopping block and whatnot and the yeah. dude has the, the sword raised yeah so at this point um, uh, the sword is raised her head is on the chopping block and the blind guys are standing there, like like just in mourning. The mom has like busted open the gate, mm-hmm. and uh, the bluebeard's frozen. And yeah, he is he's charging at her. Mm-hmm. Here's a paragraph before like the epilogue. On her 18th birthday, my mother had disposed of a man-eating tiger that had ravaged the villages in the hills north of Hanoi. Now, without a moment's hesitation, she raised my father's gun, took aim, and put a single irreproachable bullet through my husband's head. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking like brick house. Yeah, no, it is. It's really solid writing. But um, so yeah, it's it's rare to find writing so like like enchanting. It, it is it is rare to find gothic writing that is so good. Because yeah. like I mean, she does it. She does much better than I than I than like even like Shirley Jackson does it. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, mean like the, she, maybe it's just like written, the Englishness yeah, of English it. English versus but, American kind of perspective to it. But that's it. Uh, yeah, I infamously do do definitely do prefer the Americans to the British to the Brits. But my uh, but God, in this particular instance, uh, Angela Carter is kind of like like you know kind of edging out. Yeah, that. I think I mean, she's I going places. That's it. Yeah. There's some interesting thing with uh, a, a Joyce Carol Oates story, not the one that's even mentioned. That's supposed to be the Bluebeard's beard story, but I can, but I can talk about that when we come back from break. Right oh now, I believe we have a game we have to play. We do. So Gabriel, uh-huh. let's go to let's go to break. Sounds good. 
Welcome back. Hello. Dear listener readers. What's cracking? To a YouTube ad <laughs> brought to you by Top Gun Radio. Hello, everyone. And now there's a part of the show. I'm still Gabe. I'm still Daniel. And this is the part of the dumb show where we fucking do a game. We play a game. We do a game. And this time it was me who made game. Yay. Gabe, explain what game is. Daniel, um, you know I enjoy a good bit of wordplay. You know, I used to host bar trivia. Oh, no. This one isn't quite the same wordplay game. This one is more like fairy tale movie sandwiches. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to combine two titles, Mm -hmm. one of which is a classic fairy tale, Mm -hmm. the other which is a motion picture. Okay. For example, um, uh, what would be a good example? Um, um, This isn't isn't too books but um like from dusk till dawn of the planet of the apes what i'm okay. gonna do is i'm gonna describe the That's story two movies. yes <laughs> okay. well like, yeah it's a bad example okay. <laughs> I, right. I meant to write down an example but i appear to have forgotten yeah cool that's I, fine yeah anyway i'm fine with that so um i'm gonna describe this movie it's almost verbatim the description off google okay um and i just added some different um bits there that also describes the fairy tale okay so uh how many uh questions let's say are there there's eight one two three four five six seven eight all right i'm hoping to get two right because usually i'm really not good at these okay i'm gonna gonna ask you okay um so these might not be movies you know they hopefully would be you want you want to start with the go ahead you want to start with the cast names and descriptions or no uh, Let me give you a hint. It would be the cast. Yeah, if I, I'll take a hint and then you can give me the cast. But okay. otherwise, we'll yeah. Sounds good. Play along at home, folks. Okay. Play along at home, you fucking bastards out there. Here's your first one, Daniel. Okay. Divers Sam and Jared, one's of them, one's a woman, mm-hmm. love life in the Bahamas. Is salmon. Sam. <laughs> Sam and Jared. <laughs> salmon and Jared. You know the guy who collects all the salmon all by right. the beach. Okay. But when friends Bryce and Amanda visit, the couple take them on a treasure hunting trip where they discover more than they bargained for. A downed airplane full of cocaine alongside a famous shipwreck. Unknown to Sam and Jared, Bryce makes a fatal mistake and decides to sell the cocaine, which angers a wealthy and powerful nobleman known for killing his wives and is now in hot pursuit of the divers. Daniel? What's that movie fairy tale sandwich? Oh, you know what? I I, I I think I know what that movie is. I just forget what it's called. Okay. Is that the one with like Jacqueline Bisset? No. Okay. There's like it's like the deep or something like that. No. No. What was that? Shit. Oh, it's like a, like a like a seventies or eighties movie. No. No. This is something else. Yep. Cause that's like a famous movie back in the day. The Where's... one about a couple of divers who. Accidentally sell cocaine? Yeah, they uh, they find a they find like a, a yeah, like a ship like a, a sunken ship that's actually full of like people are trying to get to, and it, it turns out that it's actually just like a shipment of cocaine or something like that, and then they get involved with like like crime or pirates or something. I don't know. Nope. Um, you need the hint? Yeah, yeah. Give me the where are the actors? Daniel, Sam, and Jared are played by Jessica Alba and Paul Walker. Oh no! What movie was that called? It has a really, really obvious poster. Uh, yeah, it does. Um, oh, fuck. What was it called? Wow. No, I used to remember what it was called. It wasn't just like Deep Blue, so it's Deep Blue Beard. Is that your guess? I'm guessing something like that. I don't know. 
Daniel, the answer is into the blue beer. Into the blue, that's what it was. All right. Yes. No, there's. I need to look that. Uh, no, I'm not gonna do it right now. But <laughs> no, that's a that's a, a Jacqueline Bissett, or was it um, oh who was it? It was like it was basically someone who like a young hot actress in the '80s with like two older like male co-stars. Like there's there's a all right whatever. Just look go. it up. We'll find out. Go ahead. Next one, Daniel. Mm-hmm. A young hero with the ability to communicate with animals vows to avenge the death of his father in a sword and sorcery adventure. During his quest for the villain responsible for his father's death, he overcomes numerous challenges, including a stolen rose and a dark curse, and finds romance with a slave girl. What's that fairy tale movie sandwich? Yeah, give me the hint for that. Yeah, the, the cast is uh, the young heroes played by Mark Singer, the sexy slave girl is played by Tanya Roberts, and the sorcerer is played by Rip Torn, <laughs> which I love. Oh God! All right. Um, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Okay. Yeah. You have the far anyway. Okay. It's um Beauty and the Beastmaster. Beastmasters. Beastmaster. Okay. I had no. I don't think I've ever. It's directed by some like fucking hack who made a lot of great movies also uh yeah no i know yeah it's yeah it's like that it's fucking cult classic it's like all the other 80s failure fa- fancy mm-hmm. movies okay, okay. all right so you're you're over two okay okay here's your next one lonely transit worker lucy eleanor moderats pulls her longtime crush peter from the path of an oncoming train mm-hmm. at the hospital doctors report that he's in a coma and a misplaced comment from Lucy causes Peter's family to assume that she is his fiance. When Lucy doesn't correct them, they take her into her home and confidence. Things get even more complicated when she finds herself falling for Peter's sheepish brother Jack. Will Lucy's kiss be enough to save Peter, or does she even want to? Name that peanut butter jelly. Um, I have no idea what movie that is. Who are, who are the actors? Sandra Bullock, Peter Gallagher, and Bill Pullman. Yeah, I I got I got, oh, man. I got nothing. This famous one. That is while you were sleeping, beauty. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't right. know what that is. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see, we'll I can tell I can tell the sleeping beauty. It's the same thing with before. It's like I got the beauty and the beast part. I, I have no <laughs> idea what the movie was. I'm surprised you don't know Beastmaster. Uh, I have, well, I've heard of I heard the title. I have no idea what Beastmaster is about. Uh, I already forgot what it was about. <laughs> um, all I even know is a sexy slave girl and a guy who talks to animals. Uh, it's uh Don Cos Don Coscarelli. Coscarelli. He did um uh, John and uh, um uh, John dies at the end. And, and, Bo- Bo- and the Phantasm series. Phantasms. Is that the one with the floating orb? Yeah. Okay. That 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 first one was interesting. Here's your next one, Daniel. Yay. Margot was murdered by a serial killer Margo on the wedding. eight years ago. <laughs> okay. okay, sorry. And her husband, Alexander, continues to mourn her death. Mm-hmm. One day, the police discover two dead bodies near Alexander's home, along with a cache of evidence implicating him into crime. Mm-hmm. On the same day, Alexander receives an email with a video showing his wife alive and well, along with a simple message. With the police chief breathing down his neck, Alexander goes on the run, along with two German children who wish to escape a similar fate at the hands of a witch. Daniel, what's that ham on rye? What would that what would that be? Tell no one Hansel and Gretel? Uh Is it wait, is the movie Tell No One? Oh, I don't know, look at me. Okay, well and I'm trying to think, because like clearly it's uh it's Hansel and Gretel with the witch. Okay. And then the movie is cl- sound. I mean, if it's not tell no one, mm-hmm. then I mean that's crazy. But what is the what's the the thing? 
I don't know, Daniel. Uh, gingerbread. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What is it? <laughs> uh, stupid fist. Come on, give me an ad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's Hansel and Gretzel. No one. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners, um, Daniel's face deeply unamused. Yeah. <laughs> Next Hansel one. and Gretel, no one. Okay. Yes. Yeah. See, that was Perkin movie, everybody. Yeah, that's a really good movie. Next. Well, it's not out yet. Oh, which movie? The Oz Perkins one, the Ansel and Gretel movie that's coming out. Soon. Oh, that's yeah. talking about Tell No One. Oh no, and Tell No One. I really love that movie. That's that a really movie's good movie. fantastic. Michael Caine loves it. Yeah. Hey, there yeah. you go. And <clears throat> everything Michael Caine loves, including Shakira. Um, and, and Josh Four. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's why Michael Caine. It's, it's yeah, it's Sean Connery. It's a Sean Connery. <laughs> okay, here's your next one, Daniel. Mm-hmm. This is the story of Marissa Ventura, a single mother who works in a first-class underwater hotel. By a twist of fate and mistaken identity, Marissa meets Christopher Marshall, heir to political dynasty, who believes that she is a guest at the hotel. Fate steps in and throws the pair together for a magical night of romance. When Marissa's true identity is revealed, the two find that they are worlds apart. How far will Marissa go to be a part of his world? What's the movie? Uh, wh- who are the actors? Jennifer Lopez mm-hmm. and Ray Fiennes. Uh, Little Mermaid in Manhattan. Yes. Good job, Daniel. You got one. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my goal is two. <laughs> hey, I, I right. think you can get this. Let's see. I have, I have like what? There's there's three more. There's three more. Okay, three more. I can right. get two. Okay. Here's your next one. Okay, got it. Luis. Ray Fiennes, famous uh, romantic lead. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a charming movie. Yeah. I've seen, like, I watched it, like, in the background at, like, the Virgin Megastore. Yeah. Luis and Julia are bound together first by matrimony and then by fierce love and desire. But the closer Luis becomes to Julia, the more enigmatic she seems to be. Mm-hmm. For Luis, the loneliness which led to love becomes a passion which transcends reason and defies convention as he and Julia engage in a dangerous dance that takes them across the landscape of Cuba into obsession, eroticism, and maybe even murder. At first glance, a princess. What is Julia's true identity? Can it be found in the scullery? Daniel, what is that prime rib Oh boy, who, who are the actors in that? Antonio Banderas mm-hmm. and Angelina Jolie. Is that, uh... Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Brian De Palma movie, uh, maybe uh, who the, the title I have not seen, which has a great first twenty minutes, and then like the rest of the movie, I'm just like fucking whatever. No, that's not the one. It's not that movie. No, I don't believe so. You're talking about the one with uh, with uh. I'm sorry. Who's the actress? Um, Angelina Jolie. Oh, because I don't know. One... I don't know why. No, the other one does not have Angelina Jolie. Yeah, that was Rebecca Stamos. Yeah, it was Rebecca Stamos. Wait, Rebecca Romaine. What the fuck is that called now? All right, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so the those guys, it's got those guys: Antonio Banderas and Angelina Jolie. Yes. Clearly, this movie was memorable and a hit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh. Also, what, Antonio Banderas. Those are those, those are two female leads, aren't they? No. No, there weren't. You said like it was um. Were the names Louise and. Louise and Julia. Louise, okay. I always assume Louise is like the, the, the feminine nah, name. Nah, Louise. 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 Louise, guys, man. Yes, Louise. Uh, I have no idea, to be honest with you. I don't even know what the, uh, the, what the fairy tale is, either. Oh, it is original Cinderella. 
Original Sin. Wait, what was the Cinderella aspect of that? Oh, because she's a um, she at first becomes a princess, and then, but she's actually found in a scullery. Okay. Like All right. Scullery yeah. maid. All right, Daniel, you got two more. I believe uh, in you. Okay. You can make this happen. Two more. Also, listeners, if you're keeping count at home for yourselves, send in your scores to us. I want to know. Send it in on a on a on one of your, a punch card. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In an unnamed country, at an unspecific time. There is a fiercely protected post-apocalyptic wasteland known as The Zone. An illegal guide whose mutant child suggests unspeakable horrors within The Zone leads a writer and a scientist into the heart of the devastation in search of a mystical place in the clouds known only as The Room. Anyone who enters The Room will supposedly have any of his earthly desires immediately fulfilled, including a new milking cow and magical beans. Daniel, what is that? Italian BMT. Uh, Jack and Jack and the the, the bean bean stalker, or Jack the giant killer stalker. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Either one goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jack and the bean stalker. Ooh, I've seen two. that movie. <laughs> I know. <All> right. <laughs> You've talked to me at length about it. Yeah. No, I haven't. And here's a final one. <laughs> okay. I mean, you've already won in your own mind. Yes, I have. And also Let, in the hearts of all the listeners. Let's see if I beat Par. <laughs> okay, I'm going to see the actors in this one because I think you've been needing them. This is the last one, right? Yes. Okay. Two trains collide in rural Russia, one of them housing nuclear weapons that go missing after the wreck, and the U.S. government is alerted. Nuclear specialist Dr. Julia Kelly, Nicole Kidman, <laughs> believes that there will soon be a terrorist attack. What the fuck was that? <laughs> so Colonel Thomas DeVoe, George Clooney, joins Dr. Kelly as they try to track down the warhead-stealing culprits. They learn that Yugoslav terrorist Gavrich has his hands on the weapons and is plotting a devastating attack on New York. Mm-hmm. Will these events prevent Julian Thomas from getting a good night's sleep on the weird mattress? Uh, that movie might be conspiracy theory, or no, that was Mel Gibson. That was Gibson and Julia Roberts. All right. Um. Uh, man, I have no idea what that is. Uh, I'm not even too sure. Again, like what the mattress? Fuck. Which one was that? What? 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 What thing is that? Um. Uh. If, uh. No idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long one. Dale, the answer is The Princess and the Peacemaker. What's the, the movie's Peacemaker? The Peacemaker. Yeah. Starring no. George Clooney. <laughs> Look at my notes. Never never heard of it. It's, it was George Clooney and... Uh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Daniel, that's how you play the game. Hey. Movie fairy tale sandwich. Woo! And you did not win, but you won, um, much like Rocky won at the end of Rocky. Like, it was a spiritual and a, like, a personal kind of victory. Someone out there loves me. <laughs> yeah. Go grab her. Yay. Find out where her hat went. Okay. Hey, where did that go? Who was that? Or my, uh, was Michael Kane would be, where did your hat go? <laughs> Where'd your hat go? <laughs> All right. Austin Powers. Uh, Gabriel, good game. Yay. Um, well, let's go on break one okay. more time. And when we come back, we're going to have final thoughts, talk about uh, Whip Around. Okay. And, and then uh, talk about what we're going to do next time, all right? Sounds like a plan, so, Stan. Throw us a break. Okie dokie. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Dear listener, reader. How are you doing? Two. Chambermaids. America's fast-paced literature podcast. Enter the 36th Angela Chamber. I'm Daniel. I'm Gabriel. I should have looked that up. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is our show podcast. <laughs> Or the Angela Chambler and the Angela Angela Chambler. <laughs> like, what would what, you do earlier? It was like, welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, um, enter the thirty-sixth Angela Chamber Shellen. Something. Yeah. Em- enter the thirty-sixth. Well, there's a short version of yeah. that that I think would be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, enter Enter the thirty-sixth Angela Chambers or something okay. like that. Anyway, okay, having a Shaolin. We'll, we'll We'll figure it out by next time, right, guys? I miss chambermaids. Uh, okay, fine. Chambermaids. Okay. Chambermaids. All right. I mean, that's that's fine. In Manhattan. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that's a. Uh, no, we're gonna do uh, real quick. Let's let's finish talking about uh, the Bloody Chamber, a story that is very good. That yes, uh, just the just the novella, novelette, not the whole book. Not the whole book, because we'll return to the rest of the book at a later point. Yeah, I can't wait, to be honest. I can't wait. No, seriously, this is a lot of fun. But that said, uh, yeah, final thoughts. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Final thoughts. Do you have anything you really need to say that about Bloody Chamber at all? I, I think I said it all. If you haven't read it, listeners, it's it's so much greater than the sum of its parts. It's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love I love the language and reading it was a joy. I wanted to read it word by word and not like hurry through like I always do. Mm-hmm. Like I can't recommend it enough. Please check out the um, uh, the Blade Chamber. Yeah, Daniel. Uh, uh, you know when I was reading this, it was actually really reminding me of a Joris Keller Oates story called um, I think it was it was the titular story the the Evil Eye in the novella collection. The Evil Eye. Okay. Um, which is basically, it's a very similar story where it's from her perspective, uh, this young woman's perspective, who's marrying a man who had previous wives. And basically everyone's just like, are you sure you're cool marrying this older man or whatever? And being like, oh yeah, this is cool. And it's it's a very similar kind of style about, about like like being introduced into like his world sure. essentially um that was a story that actually really was probably one of like the l- less good stories of oats that i've read what um i got kind of bored it felt like it was kind of like just going nowhere and kind of like repeating itself and, sure. and i was just like like i'm tired of this one but like oddly enough that this the this story like the things happening in it reminded me of of that which i i don't know wrong as far as i know it essentially is like gonna turn out to be the Bluebeard story mm-hmm. um, at this point. Um, but anyway, no, uh, I love this a lot. I want to read more of this. And uh, I, she has a, another book. I think it's called like like the Fairy Tale Stories by Angela Carter or something like that. Okay. Um, I'm interested in what that is because I don't think it's yeah. It, it, I, I'm so interested in like the other things that she that she wrote. She's a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I I wish that she just had a, a, a swashbuckling pirate story. Out yeah, that'd there. be amazing. Like, like um, Isabella Allende did. <laughs> Zorro. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, she just did like a fucking like Scarlet Pimpernel. I, I would dig it. Or an Arsène Lupin. Arsène no, no, no. Lupin. Who was, who was the who was the uh, the the British gentleman thief? Uh, I don't know. AJ Raffles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he did he eat truffles? No, he's 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 mentioned obliquely in a um a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, they all are. Uh, <laughs> Except for George Smiley, apparently. I'm sure he's in there somewhere. Let's fucking you know, so. I, I haven't. I, I actually, I meant to bring. I'm just saying. Oh, whatever. I, I meant to bring that over here. Uh, Gabe. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing that we had to do about Bloody Chamber is that it's a little thing called Hazy Memory. Hazy Memory. Brought to you by our our, our future nemesis. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But our, uh, our our feuding part, like uh, our our online enemy, our frenemies, who are really nice to have us on shows recently. Yeah. Should all check it out right now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you um, can't have an enemy unless you also love them 
Yeah, that you got that from the same Barbara comic that I remember that from. Of course. Uh, that's it. Um, no, uh, this is the thing on Hazy Memory. Gabriel, years from now, when you explicitly remember the story of the Bloody Chamber in this short story collection, mm-hmm. what will spring to mind in your as a Hazy Memory? Just as a whole, I'm gonna remember how much I enjoyed the language. Mm. That like like I'd never like. Like the way she like described like like the sex and also entering the chamber and the Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. like it, it's so ominous and wonderful. And that paragraph I read out loud about like the mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's a lot to love, a lot to remember. What about you, Daniel William? Yeah, I feel like there was like a section of like a description that absolutely floored me. But uh, explicitly, I want to point out that I was not. I am not familiar with the blue bird, blue bird, the blue, the blue beard uh, fable. So I didn't necessarily know it was going to happen. Okay. So I read this completely fresh and virginal. Oh. Uh, so like when we actually do go into the bloody chamber, I did not explicitly know what was in there. Yes. So I was actually assuming that the whole thing was kind of like just like a like a big like cruel game that he was playing on her mm. instead of it just one hundred percent being like. I murder why I murder my wives surprise mm-hmm. and I'm gonna murder you too surprise yeah so like that no that was actually pretty shocking uh, oh. getting into it like that cool um, that's awesome so like it, it like uh, it's kind of like a, a shame that it's like guys go into this without knowing the Bluebeard story <laughs> it's too late now it's really shocking well, um, when you recommend it to your friends and you know you you will after you've read it mm-hmm. like be cool yeah be cool be chill uh, but that said, no, that so that that shit was fucking actual, like legitimately shocking. So. Oh, cool. Um, so that's it. Let's stop talking about this fucking stupid story. See you later, Angel. Get out of here, Angela. Angela. Uh, and Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, this is usually where we move on. However, at this point, I wanna I wanna do a little thing. A shout out to combination our, our, plug, our, shout out, yeah, and um feud starter. Yeah, because first off, like very recently in this month of January, uh, we've each of us have had an episode of uh on the uh, appearing on the Whip Around podcast. Yeah, please check out the Whip Around podcast. Whip Around mm-hmm. is one word. Tell me go there for all your weird news and needs. Phil, um, uh, Sean, Jill, and Dave are all great. And yeah, it's a one. It's a joy to be on the show. Really, and have us on again, guys, because it was a ton of fun. I'm sure. Uh, but that's it. It's all the warmongering. Uh, if you go, on, if you listen to the the episode that I was on, uh, they invited me to uh, to bring on interesting news. Instead, I made a game sure. because I follow directions. Yes. Um. So and also instead, like I told him that, and they were just being like, "But we already made a game," and and I was just like, "Can we do both?" And they were just like, <laughs> "We really shouldn't." And I went. Can we do both? Uh-huh. And we ended up doing both. And mine was completely random. It was yes. a, it was like it was it was about cats and octopuses. Yes. And basically like I almost corrected you then based on what they said. How dare you? No, do not. Okay. So here's <laughs> so here's the thing, right? And it was all everything was everything was fun and games until this specific moment. And you can actually go into you if you listen to it. Daniel's can, going to Bill Burr mode. You can hear my gears churning in this. In uh-huh. fact, they might have edited out some of the longer silences. <laughs> um, but basically, so my very first question which is supposed to be an easy one. I just wanted to get a feel for everything, and I had no idea exactly what their knowledge was about these. And Besides that one of them's an English professor and the other yeah. one's a science professor? Very explicitly, that's important. Sean Hayes uh, teaches English, and uh, Phil Laporta is a doctor who teaches uh, uh, what kind physics. of physics? Physics, <clears throat> yeah, physics. Um, so they're learned guys. Yes. Uh, that's uh, my very first if question. If anyone would know, they would know. Yes, uh, about so many things. Yes. So my very first question, which is supposed to be easy and simple, and supposed to be just like, like a quick one, right? Mm-hmm. Is what is the correct pl- uh, pluralization of octopus? Yes. Usually, people would either say octopi. Yes. Which is like an incorrect way that I think people are think that that's how it's said, but it's not. It's not correct. Yes, that is actively incorrect. Or octopuses, which is the correct way to say it. Instead, I think it was it's Phil who answers first, who goes octopodes. 
I believe they had an entire episode about this in the past. Yes, which I, I have not I have not listened to. That, that's mm-hmm. important for context as well, that they apparently had an, uh, an episode where they talked about this, right? Okay. Yes. So Phil says this, and my reaction is that, like, haha, that's funny. <laughs> uh, and then Sean Hayes, in a very serious manner, like, not a joke, went, yeah, octopodes. And at this point, like, my my mind went... You hear Daniel's brain break. And, I and like, big gap, because I'm thinking, are they... Joking? Like I can't. Like they're joking because they seem they're, they're funny dudes. They like to, they like to rib. And but you can tell also right away that they're being absolutely one hundred percent serious. Serious. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point I went like, wait, what are you guys talking about? And <laughs> so they went on in that the, the the thing is that octopus is a Greek word with Greek uh, roots and whatnot. What does it mean? They'll break it down. Um, and well, it means octo a pus meaning foot essentially. So um. <laughs> Yeah, it's, which is uh, similar to cephalopod. Talking about some, uh, Quentin Tarantino. W- which is uh, la- Latin for head foot. Um, but uh, so... Ugh, I hate that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so octopus, again, like, technically, technically in the Greek language, when you pluralize uh, a, a word like this, it would ac- it actually would be octopodes. In Greek. In Greek. If you speak Greek. Yes. If you are in Greece and you're talking Greek to your Greek fucking friends... You say octopodes. Okay. That said, uh, if you're if you speak English, you do not pluralize things in that way. There are other words that have Greek roots that we do not pluralize as as podes. Okay. You know, um, or whatever. Uh, so like also, and again, like, so like, and and, and like they went on about great length about how like no, you, you this is how you do it. This is how you do it. And listen again, one is one knows science, the other one knows English. Yes. And I, I'm sure you can hear in the thing where like I'm kind of like being like, okay, I'm assuming you guys are right. Out of anything, yeah. I'm I don't want to tell you. Are, you are in conflict avoidance mode because you are a guest in someone's home. Yeah. But then you you're like it's like when you but then when you leave you're like. No way! I'm fucking right. Yeah, ex- exactly. We're, we're, it's not even. It's not even necessarily that I was like. It's more just that, like, well, I don't want to tell a scientist and an English person, their like how to do their like. It's like yes, they should be right. And then like, you know, because you know, you know, that's how it is. But like the next day, I'm like, motherfucker, no, that's not how it works, right? Mm-hmm. Also, what, what didn't make it to air is that I also looked it up, because um, there's a whole thing on the Merriam-Webster website yeah uh there's an article explicitly called the many plurals of octopus sure and they goes explicitly into octopi versus octopuses versus octopodes and basically like a lot of it is what i exactly i said but here's something very important here's the big uh summarization that, that that this comes to and i love the tone it takes all three of these have been criticized in the past, some more than others. If you're interested in choosing the word that is most likely to be considered correct and understandable by your audience, you would do well to opt for either octopuses or octopi. Octopodes, it should be noted, takes a slightly different pronunciation than the other two words, placing an emphasis on the second syllable rather than the first. It more or less rhymes appropriately enough with, don't say that, please. Huh. Yeah. So Merriam-Webster is giving people who say octopodes a lot of fucking a lot of shade. shade. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like I kind of read it to those guys, and it's not an error, because I read that, and both of them took the tone of basically being like, no, that's kind of mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And, kind of be, and also kind of being like, well, that's not right. And meanwhile, I'm just like, it's Mary Webster, whatever. But so, God bless Again, you. Again, they would know. They should know. 
but they don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is that is kind of like the big thing I just have to say about this. And don't get me wrong, maybe in a future episode, if we're ever back in the show, yeah. we can talk about it more. Um, I think we should uh, have a um a another combined episode, and uh-huh. um, uh, it'll be an episode of Slow Readers where they're both on, and it'll be entirely about um etymology of octopuses. Yes, or etymology in general. Um, on Facebook they posted another thing about it. Yeah, I preferred um let's just call it octopuses. <laughs> and um they them uh they 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 downvoted that. They da- they downloaded. No, they, yeah. they posted a, a a gif of a prison cell. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough, gentlemen. I dig that. Okay. All that being said, once again, please listen to Whip Around yeah. every Wednesday. They are not the Fox News shows. They are our dear friends, and we love being on their show. We love having them on their show. Yes. On our show. Yes. Good. Good. Good friends. Very very smart, intelligent people. Except when it comes to polarizing octopus. That's it. Moving on. Gabriel, yes. is there anything else that you would like to plug? Um, as usual, um, please um press one button to support our show. Press hit one, follow. You, takes you to an operator, and it gets to take exactly. you to all these other things. Exactly. Or hit a star, hit something. Oh, we need your reviews, <laughs> we need your review, um, we need your ratings. Mm-hmm. Anything you can give us, we want to hear it, and we'd love to hear from you. Please write into us at topgallantradio at gmail.com, mm-hmm. or I'm at gabe at topgallantradio.com, Daniel's at, at Daniel topgallantradio. Yeah, what else would it be? <laughs> I don't know. Daniel. Am I Gabe or my Gabriel? You're Gabe. Okay, cool. Anyway, I'm a- uh, <laughs> Do you not check your email? <laughs> um, every now and again. Usually yeah. it's like- like monster like links <laughs> anyway um besides Thanks. that uh as always please check out self-evident asian america stories it is a um a cultural history documentary podcast um i produced an episode for it i'm very proud of it episode three so i give that a listen mm-hmm. and um uh <laughs> i don't want to burp during that one stop burping you bastard jesus I'm christ li- i'm drinking liquor <laughs> okay um and then follow me on instagram at read.richards read like reading a book it's uh mostly pictures of me holding books or making cocktails whatever daniel your turn. Yes, you can follow me on uh, Top Gallant. I'm sorry, fucking hell, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> slow readers. You can follow me on uh, Instagram at Slow Readers and on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. But most importantly, you can check out my fiction, which is available at everywhere you get your ebooks, uh, and also in print form at uh, Amazon. It is The Shadow from the Deep and A Cook in the Kingdom. I highly recommend A Cook in the Kingdom. That one I like a lot more. Uh, and that's basically, yeah, that's the end of uh, the show forever. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's hey, it. Game Done. over, man. No, next, jo- week, uh, next week, In Cold for... Blood by Truman Capote. We're back to Stranded. That guy. We're going back to Stranded. And then we're, we're going to find out if we are done of Strand for the year. Yes, we will think about it. I think we are. I think we'll depend on the role. Uh, but we'll see about this. Guys and gals, goodbye. Bye-bye. This has been a Top Gallant Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topgallantradio.com. Top